Hello, Internet. This is Ewan Spence and here's the Insight Calling. As the names in the entry lists build up for our national finals, will your favourite make it to Eurovision? Coming up, the Eurovillage goes here, the postcards will be filmed where, and we have many more names looking for their ticket to Liverpool. Yes, good afternoon, good morning, good evening. Ewan Spence here. Welcome to another Insight News podcast from myself and the team at ESE Insight as we keep you up to date with the news in the world of the Eurovision Song Contest. Uh, over the last two weeks, we've had some nice chats over coffee previously as we look at the Barcelona preview concert and the BFI celebration. But now, what's been happening as we look forward to Liverpool in 2023? Of course, we have our dates. That's the 9th of May and the 11th of May for those semi-finals and 13th of May for the grand final as well. We're at Liverpool Arena. You'll know it at the moment as the M&S Arena, but that sponsorship doesn't carry over. Maybe somebody else will jump in, maybe not. All of that to be decided as we take that walk through to the next Eurovision Song Contest. If you are planning to go to Liverpool, either to try and get tickets or to go to the Eurovillage and just enjoy the atmosphere, you know, as always, what we always like to say is make sure that any travel accommodation is cancelable for free or refundable or just pay on arrival. Um, there's a lot of talk about hotel prices. More ideas for accommodation are going to be coming in the future. And the prices will probably come down by the time you get to March or April. So just don't worry too much about the prices just yet. Speaking of going to Liverpool, uh, the tenders have now been issued for the Eurovision Village. Uh, this has been signed up by the council. There's £85,000 available for those who win the bid. And it's like a five-month contract. So all the organising, the building, and of course the running of the village for the week or two that it's going to be open is that. Big key point, of course, is that this tender confirms that Pierhead in the Liverpool Dock area will be the home of the Eurovillage and we can expect um, stages for performances, live music, Eurovision legends, the current uh, the ones the current performers, the ones who are going to be singing in 2023 will likely show up as well, concessions, places to sit, chat and all of that stuff going on as well. Bids are going into the council usual stuff for when you're putting together an events bid. Another tender process was announced by the BBC for the Liverpool 2023 contest. In this case, it was for the postcards. 37 film clips could be needed for the 40-second long introduction to the song, which first saw light at the song contest back in, oh, 1970, I think, uh, with the Dutch broadcast then. It is, of course, that familiar setting showing off. Well, we have to see what's going to be showing off because Liverpool is there, the United Kingdom is there, Ukraine will have to feature as well, you would assume. So we'll just see what goes on. Submissions have actually closed already. They opened up just after the last news pod and they've closed before the start of this news pod and which highlights kind of the short period that you have to get done for any Eurovision Song Contest. These great big events normally are planned over multiple years. Look at the Olympics. Uh, no, you get about nine months to do this for the Song Contest. What it also highlights is just how much the BBC is keeping this process as open and as widely accessible as possible to all the TV production companies in the UK and presumably abroad as well. Couple of notes of Junior Eurovision there. Host broadcaster AMP TV has confirmed details of the actual show that's taking place in Yerevan. It will be an opening ceremony, December the 5th. Uh, the Junior Eurovision performers will all be turning on the Christmas tree lights in Yerevan. Um, this is happening on the 5th as well, which is actually much earlier. They normally get turned on uh, on the 25th. So, 
special dispensation for junior Eurovision taking place there. The show itself is going to have three hosts. Their names are going to be confirmed in the future. Last year's winner, Malena, will also be performing a new song at the interval. And finally, ticket sales will happen during November at some point. Tickets are priced from around 13 euros up to about 75 euros there as well. What have we got entry-wise? Let's start at Junior Eurovision as well. Probably the most anticipated entry of Junior Eurovision this year is from the United Kingdom. This is, of course, the first time the BBC are entering Junior Eurovision. And given the full glare of publicity uh, announced on breakfast television, uh, was Freya Sky who will be singing the song Lose My Head. You know, the UK, UK fans are just going, look at all this embracing of Eurovision. Junior Eurovision well, the hashtag Junior Eurovision didn't climb up. It was the hashtag Eurovision climbing up Twitter. Um, but again, all built around Freya's entry as well. So a lot of momentum being built up as apparently the media is now discovering just how much the public love the song contest. There you go. Uh, over in the, and I'll ask you those staying with Junior, a lot of the songs have been released as well through the official videos and you can get all of them. Uh, best place to check them out is the official YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Junior Eurovision and you can keep up to date with the entries as they come out there. Musically, that is. Can't actually play them in full on the podcast. There you go. Uh, right, um, adult contest. Uh, internal selection made for give us our third performers at the song contest. It's from the Netherlands. Mia Nikolai and Dion Cooper will be representing the country as a duet. Uh, there's a Eurovision connection already with the pair as they were match made musically by a certain singer called Duncan Lawrence. Yes. And songwriter Jordan Garfield helping in that process as well. It wouldn't surprise me to see that they will be heavily involved with them on their journey to Liverpool as well. Okay, individual country news. Let's start with Albania. 26 artists have been named for Festival Yekenyes. Of note uh, in those artists' names, Elsa Leila. Uh, she won back-to-back wins at Festival Yekenyes in 96 and 97. And Filaretta Fifi Rassi, a well-established singer in Albania, known for um, around here in the Eurovision circles as the writer of Cyprus's entry last year, Ella. Uh, Manoyan Albani is also in here. She's won the contest FIK three times, 98, 92 and 93. But probably of most interest is that the winner of Festival of Kenyans will still be by a jury but they won't necessarily be going to Eurovision. For the first time, the public are going to be involved in the voting at the Albanian Song Festival, and their votes will determine who gets to go to the song contest. So we could have split here. We could have the jury going, you've won Festival of Kenyas, and the public went, yep, but that person is going to go to the song contest. So let's just see how that goes on. Could be some interesting politics there uh, as they go through. It might be clear win for one act, one performer. And uh, yeah, lots of excitement around about Christmas time. Actual dates still to be confirmed on that, but it's usually late December. Uh, Australia, we're waiting to hear on Australia Decides, the Australian national final. It's normally announced at the annual upfront presentation by broadcaster SBS, where they show everything that's going to be happening for the next year. But it wasn't to be seen when those upfronts happened. Speaking to the media, it looks like details are still being discussed. So we will keep an eye on that and see what happens. 
Austria now. Newspaper reports that broadcaster SRF has got its shortlist of 15 acts. Uh, its internal selection process has been going on there. Uh, closed selection show was held for producers to get down to those 15 acts. Those uh, performances have been recorded. They're now going to go out to 25 jurors uh, selected from the music industry and also to a number of fan groups to gain their feedback as well from that process one will win and get the ticket to Liverpool in the internal selection. Czech Republic, short note from the broadcasters here, uh, just three acts are going to be going forward to a public vote this year. There were seven last year. Uh, submission window here opens December the 2nd and closes December the 8th. Lead singer, or at least one of the singers in a duet, must hold Czech citizenship. Winner will be decided on a three-way vote split between uh, judges, uh, an online vote from the Czech public, and an online vote of the international uh, fan base using the Eurovision.tv app. Estonia, we have the lineups now for the two semi finals in SD Lao. Ten are going to be running in each. Of note, uh, semi final one is the third SD Lao appearance for Sisi, daughter of Estonia's Eurovision winner from 2001, Dave Benton. Semi final two features Robin Jungen Tal, who was the lead singer in the group Malcolm Lincoln, and that took them as the song Sirens at Eurovision in 2010. There's another 18 as well, but those are the two names that will immediately catch the Eurovision eye. Uh, Finland, we have two dates from the Finnish broadcaster uh, to that, that help us work out what's going on with UMK, their selection show. Uh, Wednesday, 11th of January, we get confirmation of the artist names and the show itself is going to be Saturday, the 21st of February. Numbers-wise, the show is going to feature seven acts and the selection process has 363 submissions to work with. Uh, Germany broadcaster NDR has confirmed plans for Germany's Eurovision 2023 national final will be announced next week. Uh, so we'll talk about them on the next Insight News podcast. Italy, we're just, there's more and more happening. It's going to go through. We're going to have to switch to weekly quite soon. Um, Italy, 43 names are appearing in the live auditions for San Remo Giovanni. That's the newcomers contest in Italy. Um, eight of those will go forward to the main San Remo Giovanni show in December. They'll be joined there by four qualifiers from our area San Remo, which is a contest for new singers who live in or around San Remo itself. So from those 12 they will go forward to a live show televised in December. Three of them will get a ticket to the main San Remo contest, the Campioni contest, and whoever wins Campioni is going to the Eurovision Song Contest. So in theory, we might hear the winning the winning artist, not necessarily the winning song, uh, as we head into San Remo, or we might hear it from Ukraine at the start of December, or in Albania. You just kind of got to go, keep an eye out, keep your ears open, and just, just enjoy the music as it all goes through. Uh, what else we got? We got a note from Romania. Uh, broadcaster TVR has said that its country's Eurovision entry will be 100% public vote, but we await more details on the show. We have more details from Spain. Uh, two more names are in the mix than we thought from Benidorm Fest. It was originally going to be 16. Now it's up to 18. Um, of those performers, uh, of note for Eurovision watchers is Alfred Garcia. Uh, he sang for Spain in 2017 in a duet with Amaya. Uh, also, Bianca Paloma returns. She was in last season's Benidorm Fest as well. And sure to get the attention of many as well is Sharon Sabadell, who won the second season of RuPaul's Drag Race in Spain. Song titles have also been released as well. And ticket sales, for those of you looking to go to Benidorm Fest, start to go on sale on Monday the 7th of November for the first semi-final, uh, the 11th of November for the second semi-final, and the 14th of November for the grand final. 
And finally, for the new section in this pod, details for Vidbir, Ukraine's national final. Probably one of the most anticipated national finals this year. Uh, the public voting has opened to help decide on the judges. Nine names have been shortlisted, and there's a mix of Eurovision stars, uh, staging directors, uh, and people who've been involved in the management of the song contest. Three will win that public vote to be the jury that will make up part of the final vote in that national final. In terms of the songs, we have the 36 names on the long list have been published there. And uh, finally, uh, last year's winners, uh, both of Vidbear and of the Eurovision Song Contest itself, Kalush Orchestra, are continuing to fly the Ukrainian flag as they will be one of the acts appearing at the MTV European Music Awards next Sunday, the 13th of November. Okay, quick look around Insight and Beyond. Um, We've got two chat over coffees previously on the podcast, so you'll find them on the website, www.escinsight.com, or if you're using a podcast app to listen to this, they'll be the two shows just before this one. Uh, One of them uh, from the BFI's look back at the song contest, and the other one looking forward to Barcelona's Eurovision party. Uh, What else we got? Website, uh, Ben Robertson has taken a two-part article to look at the juries, uh, specifically that area of the decision around the annulled juries during 2022 and the potential, albeit controversial, replacement idea that he feels would be more fair if it was to ever happen again, at least from a competitive viewpoint. Entertainment, there's always this balance going through as well, but you can contribute to the discussion there back on the website as well. Uh, dates for your diary uh, the main ones I think at the moment are all the pre-parties Barcelona's 23rd 24th and 25th of March uh, Madrid is the 7th and 8th of April and Amsterdam is the 15th of April as well and that's us that's the news that's your roundup for the song contest for the last two weeks uh, we'll be back again as more news happens more chats over coffee and keeping up to date with everything that's happening in the world of Junior Eurovision and the Eurovision Song Contest here on the podcast as always link like love share uh, rate and review wherever you get your podcast or wherever you're talking on social media i'll be back with the next podcast but for now myself you and spence and the team at esc insight thanks for listening stay safe catch you soon here's the guitars This ESC Insight News podcast was hosted by Ewan Spence, written by Ewan Spence and the team at ESC Insight. Find out more at www.escinsight and support us at patreon.com slash escinsight.